When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We all know that relationships between parents and children have their ups and downs. You're going to meet two very special people, Christy and Cameron, and they're going to share their story about Cameron's coming out as a non-binary trans person. Oh, that's hot. Uh, well, thank you, Christy and Cameron, for stopping by into my kitchen. Welcome. Thank you for having uh, us. Yes, yes. The start of a new year, new beginnings, 2024. Yeah. Lots of things to talk about. Um, okay, I'll be frank. I went to the 50th anniversary gala for Rainbow Resource Center way, way back in the fall. Christy, it seems like such a long time ago. Yes. And the video with you and your mom. It created so many different thoughts and conversations in my head. Um, it touched me, but it made me realize how much we really need to learn and how much we need to do to move forward. And sorry to embarrass you, but <laughs> you're kind of like the poster kid for this. And, uh, um, yeah, so I'm going to start with Cameron, if that's okay with you, Christy. Uh, Cameron, you can share with us all now your story. Uh, where do I start? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I came out as non-binary a couple of years ago, but, I mean, it, it started before that because... I knew for a little bit before that, and I was still trying to figure out how to tell people, and that was terrifying. Um, I am very fortunate to have parents that are accepting, but even still, uh, it's not really a question of whether or not I am non-binary, it's a question of whether or not I, want to tell, I wanted to tell people. Mm -hmm. And so, because once you open that door, you can't really close it back up. And as, as much as it's, in, it's important to be who you are and it, it helps make your life better, it also makes so many things so much more difficult. And I was definitely aware of that because there's always going to be people out there who are going to say things and who are going to act a certain way once they know that. And um, I think I was very concerned about that and how the people around me would act. But um, I told my parents and I told my family, I told my friends, and the reactions were overwhelmingly positive. I've been very fortunate to have a good support system and a lot of people who are here to help me. I've had my fair share of transphobia, um, but I'm lucky enough that it didn't come from my parents, and I'm lucky enough that it didn't come from my best friends. Uh, and I'm so, so fortunate that they were there to support me through everything. 
think that's well, the that, that's, yeah, um, so many questions. Uh, was it, was there a moment or was there someone or something that gave you the strength to come out? I think that my best friend Ellie did a lot for me. Um, when I, because I came out as queer first, um, and I had a couple bad experiences with people not reacting the best. And I, I've told her this before, but she has no memory of this interaction. We were hanging out uh, outside in the winter, and I just told her, hey, I'm queer. And she was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense, because you don't really judge people. You see all people as people. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. I see that. And she just, she just was just like, okay. And just, she was very supportive. And I think that, that that really meant a lot. And just knowing that I had my best friend there, no matter what anyone else said, mm -hmm. it was, it really meant a lot to me. That's so, so amazing. You know, on your friend's part too, the bad stuff, the people that, you know, really hurt you or said hurtful things. Is it because, probably number one, they don't understand, but sometimes I think they might be struggling with their own feelings of who they really are. Is that, is there any truth into that? I think that it really depends on the person. I think that there's some people who say things out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. They don't realize what they're saying is wrong. They don't really realize how it impacts you. And so those people, do the best that you can to educate them, and that's where allies really come in. Um, other people who are there to support you and explain things, because being non-binary, being trans, is hard. Because you're, you're anytime you're in any sort of situation where, you, just anywhere, there's bound to be people around you who don't like who you are. And so it's stressful and it's exhausting and it's a lot. And, um, and so I do the best that I can mm -hmm. to explain to people, hey, that's not okay to say. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, you're just tired. And so there's people like my parents, my brothers, my teachers, my friends that will say something on my behalf when mm -hmm. something happens. And I'm so grateful for them because a lot of the people who say hateful things, they don't necessarily mean it that way. Not to say that there's not some people that do, and there's not people that are trying to hurt because those people do exist. But I choose to believe that the vast majority just don't know. No. And oh my God, when you say it's so hard and I, I can feel like, <laughs> well, even, you know, when, just meeting me for the first time or whatever, I mean, like the angst and everything, like I'm a visible minority and, you know, there's been a lot of hurtful and, and racist remarks, but I mean, for non-binary and transgenders, it is a whole different ball game. And uh, first of all, you're one brave, brave person, like, so 
such a good soul. So I must have, you know, <laughs> it, it comes naturally, Christy. No, no. <laughs> no, like, and you feel free now to jump in with your mom. But you know, I'm gonna switch back and forth because I want to talk about social media and yeah. all of that. And and we didn't grow up in that era, and I can't imagine now like people can just say words. And that's you know another thing, right? We can just type it out. You know. There's no ramifications and any or anything like that, except for at the person that they're 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 throwing those words at. But uh, Christy, now, I mean, you're smiling. I mean, Cameron's said more than mm -hmm. once or twice the support from her fam, but by from their family is like amazing. But a hard a hard journey for you. Yeah, um, we have been very lucky in a lot of ways um lucky that that we have you know the our family supports and, and mm -hmm. friends and people that we've surrounded ourselves with are like-minded mm -hmm. um so that's been been quite helpful but i think the big key thing is to as a parent and I, i've said it before but the as a parent we often think that we need to um make our children into something we oh. need they to to to, to yeah. push them in a direction they, they need to become something that's our vision um even their name so uh cameron chose to change their name well at first i'd say for the first hour there was a piece of me that was uh, a little bit upset i thought okay but i like that other name it meant something in the family and you, you, i'm going through this and then i stopped and i realized my real name is Kristen Pearson, and I go by Christy. Well, if my mom had told me I had to be Kristen, that would have kind of been strange. Or I go by Pearson, not Pollard. I didn't take my husband's name. If he'd said, you have to have my name, again, it was, it, it was my choice to choose my name. And so for me, it kind of was an eye-opening moment that I thought, it's not really about me. It's not my name. It's their name. Mm -hmm. And so it should be a name that they like. And it's really not my journey. It's not my life. It's not my name. Mm -hmm. It's that, theirs. And was that the first step for you? That was a big, a big part of the first step. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that I was already beginning a path to try to be a better ally to all sorts of folks, mm -hmm. uh, folks that are in a more vulnerable position. So I started trying to learn because I think that's the key that you mm -hmm. have to listen. Mm -hmm. and you have to learn from whatever that minority group happens mm -hmm. to be and i think if you really are listening and you really are learning and that 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 helps you with that journey it's you have to lean in you have to want to hear and want to understand another person's journey you're right as a parent like the backlash and and all you want to do as a parent is to protect your child like in those early stages, in those early years, it must have been tough because you want to protect Cameron. Yes, yes. Um, your, your first thoughts as a parent is you are worried that your child will have things more difficultly, like things mm -hmm. won't just kind of come. come. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know that challenge is there. So you're, you're concerned. But I am, again, I'll say I'm very lucky with Cameron because there's so many other things. Cameron's wonderful, um, doing so well at with school and athletics and 
their heart and their kindness and other things that they've they've got that will help them along that mm -hmm. journey in life. Um, this is one that's one space that will be a bit more of a challenge, but I think uh, Cameron is pretty special in lots of other ways that it will yeah. pull them through as long as they can have those supports from people around them. And I think mm -hmm. that's the key for all people in any vulnerable space. Yeah, yeah. Do they have a circle of supports? Yeah. Some people that have their backs. Yeah, so now, you like you had mentioned, you have a circle of friends that are like-minded. What was it like telling the rest of the family? Like your aunts and your uncles, grandma, grandpa? I, don't... I think that um, it was it was very nerve-wracking. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, didn't really want to tell most of them. I was lucky enough that my parents were willing to help me out with that. Mm -hmm. And so um, I wasn't the one that told most of them. Uh, a lot of, especially um, my dad's family, I was a little bit concerned about because they tend to lean more conservative. Um, my dad did a lot of the telling for me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was very, very fortunate that I didn't have to stress about that. I still did, but um, <laughs> yes. it was a lot less stressful than if I had to tell every single one of them myself. Yeah. And I think that um, for the most part, most of them were pretty supportive. Yeah. Good. And those that don't accept, you just... Well, I, I, I guess it's, I, I tend to believe things similar to what Cameron said before, that I, I don't believe there's a very uh, large population of people that are truly evil or bad. Mm -hmm. I believe that, that most people want to be better, especially if they recognize that they're bringing pain. Yeah. I think most people, it's easy to write something on the social media because mm -hmm. you don't look at someone in the eye and you right. don't love see, love someone and you don't hear that they've hurt you mm -hmm. um, and so I think as an ally one thing we could do as parents is explain how important it was to us how important it was to Cameron and I think in general most folks have been quite supportive because we've kind of just brought them along to mm -hmm. help educate a little bit mm -hmm. I think most people that have uh, any hurtful statements are often not trying to hurt even it's even it's, it's statements like well the pronouns they and them it's very hard for me to use those because they're plural well that kind of a statement in and of itself can be hurtful to that person you're talking to because you're essentially yeah. saying I'm not willing to make that effort yeah um to, yeah. to, to for you and so it's Sometimes those hurtful statements aren't just outright direct hate no. speech, but something that just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it's old school. Sorry. Yes, I'm sure <laughs> no, you've been yeah, through it. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, well, people just don't like change. Uh, the hardest incident or person or situation that you found yourself in and how did you get out of it, or how did you come out of it? Well, um, I think there's a couple that I could pick, but um, the hardest thing I would say is when I'm just online on my phone trying to distress from the day, and I'm like scrolling through Instagram or something, and I see some sort of hateful thing, I 
I truly don't think that whoever's making that post truly hates trans people. I think that they don't realize that there are trans and queer youth out there that when they make those posts and they say those things, they're actively making their lives more difficult because mm -hmm. they are normalizing that sort of hate online and normalizing it in person. They're making the people that see those posts think that it's okay to say that. And so whenever I'm online, I try and remind myself of that and I try and think back to like all the people that I've met in person that have been supportive. There's so many people that I've met that I was so nervous to tell that I was non-binary. Um, I had one teacher in particular that I was very worried about telling because he was older. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. He taught one of my favorite classes, debate. And so I was Just like... think it's your dad. <laughs> oh, he was, he was like old enough to be my grandpa. Oh, was, yeah, no, he was like... He was like in his 70s, but I told him and he was mm -hmm. like, okay, um, do you want me to explain anything to the class? Do you need me to do anything for you? And I was like, I'm okay, but thank you so much. And the next class he said, um, uh, because in debates there is a speaker of the house. Mm -hmm. um, and in past years, we've referred to the speaker as um, Mr. or Madam. And he told the class, okay, we're going to start calling them honorable speaker instead because we don't want to misgender anyone, we don't want to make anyone yeah. feel uncomfortable. And then I did a debate tournament a little bit later. I had some issues with people misgendering me. I sent him an email and I was like thinking, okay, he'll probably reply to this in like a couple days. So I was asking what I could do for future tournaments to avoid this. And he replied within 10 minutes and said, I will make an announcement to the tournament. This is when uh, debate tournaments were still on Zoom um, because of pandemic mm -hmm. stuff still. And he made an announcement on the Zoom call and said, okay, everyone, put your pronouns next to your name because we want to make sure that no one's being misgendered and no one's made uncomfortable. We want to make sure that this is a safe space for everyone. And I don't know, I, I think about that a lot because there's so many people that use him the worst, but like that, that teacher is now still to this day one of my favorite teachers because he didn't just make sure I was comfortable in class, he made sure that I felt safe and comfortable in every sense. And so, Wow. Yeah. And then in a way, too, he's educating the rest of them. And if you do that, you know, er in the early stages, right, they won't grow up to be those that, you know, spewing the hateful things on social media and stuff like that. That's an amazing story. Yeah. I guess He's we can't mention ally. him, but no. He's <laughs> a true ally. Aww. Well, you know what? You hear stories like that and you go, wow. Okay, so for you, Christy, did it, did it break up friendships? Did it... Um, I, I'd say... Awkwardness. I'd say... Um, my, my, my life began to shift uh, in parallel with, with Cameron's choice, you know, Cameron's uh, uh, life changes. Um, well, I guess they weren't changes, but it was more out there. So with everything Cameron was going through, my life shifted as well as I did more uh, not-for-profit work in mm -hmm. different spaces with other uh, communities, whether right. it was Indigenous communities or women that were living on the streets, lived experience folks, mm -hmm. um, different spaces. And um, I guess I, I draw some parallels quite frequently. And it's just about being a good ally. And, when you hear about uh, uh, Cameron's debate teacher yeah. how, and how he stepped up, I think that's really what it's about because we do see some 
people being negative, some people being very, very, um, maybe they're feeling fear and mm -hmm. they're, they're quite angry and they're, they're marching anti-LGBTQ yeah. plus or anti what have you. Um, but I think that the, often allies don't, don't march, don't stand mm -hmm. up, don't say anything, stay quiet because sometimes those folks that are, are being loud and negative, they're a little scary. And so yeah. we want to cower back and mm -hmm. not say something. But I think what the Rainbow Resource Gala showed us with 850 <laughs> people in attendance, partying and dancing and having a fun time, is that there's a big majority of folks that want to be better allies. They mm -hmm. just aren't necessarily stepping up completely. Yeah. And I've been using the term lean in a lot. Yeah. And I feel that, that often things that we're scared of we mm -hmm. lean back or we avoid or yeah. we maybe are fearful so we get angry mm -hmm. um we got to lean into some of those tough things and you get so much more out of it oh and you know so. what too is just not understanding yes and, you know um a very dear friend uh cynthia forthledge mm -hmm. has that wonderful saying acceptance without understanding yes and it took me a little bit to wrap my head around it but boy we use it a lot and, and try to follow those rules. But uh, so my tea is getting cold, <laughs> and so I think I need a little bit more hot water. But okay. uh, we're gonna talk more about this. And wow, I want to meet your teacher. <laughs> Thanks, <Tracy. laughs> I'm Andrea Askowitz, and I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.